Hey there, welcome back to Who Let the Dogs Out, a podcast where I chat life with cool people doing awesome things. In this episode, you'll hear from Angela Lin, she, her, who we first met in summer of 2016 in Taiwan through the aid program, Teaching English, where is also where I met Anson Lo, the seventh guest on this podcast in the previous episode. Today, you'll hear us talk a little bit about New Jersey, which is where she grew up, cheerleading, now living in LA, studying abroad in Italy in her first semester of university at Northeastern, reminiscing about our time in Taiwan together with our crew, A Senba, which was our group number, but actually translates to foolish, which is quite fitting for our group name, which is why we continue to call ourselves that. We also talked a little bit about long distance friendships and valuing alone time. Hope you enjoy. Are you outside right now? Yeah, I was working out. I'm in my apartment's community room, I guess. But yeah, because my boyfriend's watching basketball game. So nice. No, can't win. So it's okay. I told him and he was like, no. And I was like, great. Thanks. How long have you lived in this place? Since January. We moved beginning of the year. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty recent. Were you living together before? No, we weren't. So this is new. <laughs> Good stuff. How's that going? Oh my God. It's going okay. Obviously, there's differences and whatnot, but eh, we'll live. But I seriously, oh my God, I haven't talked to you in years, dude. Yeah, it's been a hot set. Also, it's such a cool mic. My parents bought it for me for Christmas. It, is it working? Am I super crisp right now? I like it. Okay. Because I was like, I don't know if it's working. I've never connected it to my computer. I've only done it on my phone. I've had multiple friends who show up with a mic now, and I'm literally just like raw dogging on <laughs> laptop. Everyone's like out podcasting me. <laughs> no, this is so cute that you like you decided to do something like this. Wow, I'm super excited to catch up, y'all. I think the last time we called it was like 2020. Oh my god, yeah. I don't even remember that call to be quite honest. It was like definitely pandemic season, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But you're in Brazil now? I'm in Brazil now. I just, you're I just like the last, last Friday. So, so it's been like 10 days or so. It's been fantastic. So global. Oh, I'm so yeah. jealous. No, I'm loving it. If you have any PTOs or whatever, you can roll through. My PTO is like depressing. I have 10 days and like, it's just embarrassing at this point. And I don't know. I work at a really small company, so only one person can be out at a time. So it's really hard. And it's like all of us are friends and we're all like, let's go to Cabo together. And we're like, wait, fuck, we can't because he's got to be here to hold down the fort. So it is what it is. But yeah. Do you like your job though in the company? What is it? It's a talent management company for a bunch of influencers. So essentially I'm a campaign manager. So after they get their like brand deals, I manage the campaign from beginning to end and make sure they have everything, making their lives 10 times easier by making sure they have everything they need and making sure the brand isn't trying to get more stuff out of them that we didn't abide to and like the contract and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. How'd you get into all that? My first job was a marketing job and it was a really small, sustainable active work company. And I was one of two people on the marketing team and the other person was the CEO and it was very small. I like wanted to transition something out of it just because marketing is huge. And I got really tired of doing like 
the eight things of marketing for a fashion brand, especially I was looking for a job that was a little more focused on one part of marketing. And when I was applying, I could do paid media, I could do social and like this one was more influencer, obviously. And it was kind of cool because some of my favorite influencers are repped by our company. So then obviously I was like, whoa, that's so wicked. And yeah. And then here I am. Wow, good stuff. So you see yourself staying with them for a while and how much flexibility do you get to work at home? We'll see. It is another small company. I don't know why I keep joining small companies. It's a lot of work. It is pretty rewarding in a sense, but it is almost 24-7 because they could contact you at any given time and timelines are very urgent sometimes and Sometimes it's late nights and we'll see. I do enjoy it so far. I think the job itself is really cool, but I wish the team would grow a little bigger just so we can all have a little flexibility in our lives. I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in office. It's in Beverly Hills and then Tuesday, Thursday at home. So it's not that bad in that aspect. All right, good stuff. And a lot of the people are young. Oh yeah, my coworkers are all like around my age. The CEO is not that old either. Company's only been around for seven years. So do you like living in, I don't even know, is that LA? It is considered LA. I used to live in San Gabriel Valley, which is a little bit over from LA. And then I had to move closer because my commute was an hour and a half and I was like dying. So I live in Hollywood right now. And then my commute to Beverly Hills is probably 30 minutes or 45 minutes, depending on traffic. Damn. Yeah. So you traffic have a car out there? Do you and your boyfriend share? Oh, hell no. We cannot share a car. I must have my own freedom. He moved to California and then he moved to Santa Barbara. So we were doing medium distance for a little bit. And then he works 100% remote. So there's like no reason why. Like he moved to Santa Barbara and then they told him he could be 100% remote. So he was like, really? So once the lease was up at the one year point, we just decided to move in together in Los Angeles. And now I'm here. Cool. Do you yeah. see it as your home for a while now? Like you really liked it or how was your headspace? Uh, I don't know. I think after college, I moved here. Oh, I was home for like two months and then I moved here. Uh, it's hard out here. It's hard to make friends. It's freaking expensive. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know if I'll stay here for a while. I've been telling my mom, I was like, hey, I might move back by the end of the year because I don't know. I have so much FOMO from my friends. They all ended up in New York, which is given because I grew up in New Jersey. So it makes a lot of sense. And I'm the weirdo that decided to go across the country. So we'll see. In yeah. that aspect, I don't know. It could go either way, I think. Fair enough. Also, we're in Jersey because that was actually where my first rotation is. I was living in a mix of Union and Edison as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, the headquarters is in Summit. The food there was really good. But yeah, you need a car to have fun there. Yeah, I grew up in Metuchen. I was born in Edison, and then I moved to Metuchen. So you should probably know where that is, since it's like a donut situation. Yeah, oh my god, that's so cool. Did you do anything fun there? I'm like trying to, I don't know what's fun there, Top golf, maybe? <laughs> I was battling through foot surgery for a couple months Oh, Really bad, but honestly... Looking back, that was probably the best place I could have dealt with foot surgery. So, yeah, I was yeah, so peaceful, laying in my bed and shit, driving around and trying to survive. But before all that, I did a couple hikes here and there. Stairway to Heaven, probably the biggest one. Oh, like I've some, heard of that one. Got into some tennis, a good time. But yeah, any outdoor things was fun. Went skiing also around the area. Oh, 
so that was good and then it's it was last game to be honest so yeah nothing to complain about for I was really only there for three months at the longest duration which like one and a half was a wash day and foot surgery so yeah for mm-hmm. like six weeks I guess it really was like it was fun it was good enough like you said, I think the best place probably to do it is New Jersey because now you're in like Brazil doing something really yeah. cool. So if you're going to choose anywhere to just lay around, it would be New Jersey. There's nothing much happening. Yeah, cheap bread, super comfy. Exactly. Yeah, food was great. So no complaints. Yeah. yeah. Do you think a lot of your friends are trying to stay in New York though? At least for the next three years, I can see that. My friend has a place there. My other friend is renting, but they all work there. And none of them have said that they're going to move out. Also, because even if they moved out, I don't think they know where they want to go. Because I feel like we're at the age that we want to stay in the city. And Chicago is really cold. Uh, Austin is in Texas, which is, I don't know if they want to go there. I feel like I'd be down. Sounds fun. And then Los Angeles or San Francisco. San Francisco is really expensive. Los Angeles is a fake city. It's huge. For what? It should not take an hour for me to get across a city. None of them want to come here. I know that because I keep asking. <laughs> and then I'm like, please come, please. But and then you located a bunch of other cities that weren't even worth considering. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're going to stay in New York for a while and their jobs are all there. And honestly, at this point, I'm like, I want to go home. I'm still giving LA a shot, ride it out for the rest of the year, but... Uh, we'll see. I'm like, is it worth just like, wasting another year in LA when I could just be living it up in New York with my friends? I don't know. I feel like I didn't really know how important my friends were until I was stranded alone doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Word. Do you think that's the big question you're trying to answer for yourself right now? To move out of LA? Yeah, it, yeah, it is. Granted, if I move, I'm going to have to get another job and see where that goes. Oh, it's a big task. Yeah, not easy for sure. Damn. Do you want to walk through your journey to today for the listeners who don't know who you are? Sure. How far back do you want me to start? Whatever makes you happy. Okay. I think, so I was born in New Jersey. I grew up in Metuchen. And I think the most important thing about my childhood was I was a cheerleader. And I think it really defined who I was at that point. Before that, I was really shy, really small, and didn't really voice any opinions and was just all in all a very tiny Asian girl. <laughs> Probably very stereotypical at that point. And then I moved and one of the girls on the playground was like, oh my God, you're so flexible. Go join my cheer team. And my mom was like, great, go do something. At this point, I tried soccer. I tried swimming, but problem with swimming is that I'm really short. So when you dive in, you're already like, head behind so that sucks Uh, so I stuck with cheerleading and I really loved it partially because I got tossed around all over the place but it really helped me become vocal about my life just from cheering you got to be loud you got to be sharp and competitions are really stressful but it also cheer is somewhat toxic it's like dance at some point when I was in eighth or ninth grade total complete body issues and like I was competing against these like fourth graders who clearly haven't gone through puberty. And I'm like fighting to try to stay in the air, like doing whatever I could. And just hearing your bases constantly saying, oh my God, you're so heavy, blah, blah, blah. So there was that. And then I quit my senior year of high school just to live a little. And 
cheer has a lot of practices. It meant like I couldn't go to any hangouts and I wasn't going to parties or anything, but I just wanted to go to an ice cream store with my friends on a Friday without having to stress out about like missing practice. So I did that. And then I got into Northeastern University, which is yay, Northeastern. And with that, I moved to Boston. But wait, no, not yet. I actually went to study abroad in Italy my first semester, which sounds glamorous, but I don't know. I don't know what Northeastern is thinking about throwing 18 year olds into a random country because you nothing like you, you have to buy your own groceries. You have to live by yourself. And I think the most pivotal moment there was that like me and my roommate, we were just living and they were like, shit, we don't have any toilet paper because never in our lives were we trained to go buy toilet paper. And even kids in dorms in the U.S., it's like, that's not something that crosses your mind at first because you have a shared bathroom and someone does it. So now we're out here stranded and Italy doesn't have a target. It doesn't have these big superstores that just have everything and you go in, you buy. You have to go stop by stop and Rome had all those cobblestones. So my legs were just straight dying. And I remember at some point, my friend and I were just walking to get groceries and I just completely tripped and died. And I had a swollen ankle for the next six days. And that was incredibly embarrassing, one. And two, it's like, my friend didn't know what to do with me because we were still pretty far. She literally picked up all the groceries and me and pretty much carried both of us home. I was amazed. She's like a superhuman. She ended up being my roommate for the next three years. But Northeastern has this interesting program, the co-op program, where you go like work and you come back for six months. So we were on different cycles and she kept leaving me to go to San Francisco. We tried our best there. But yeah, I moved back to Boston after that semester ended, thank God. And then I went on campus, did my little campus life, met my boyfriend pretty early, and then we started dating. And then at this point, I was still really shy because I feel Italy traumatized me just a little bit. And I didn't really put myself out there, which I majorly regret. And by the time I was ready to put myself out there, the pandemic hit. So can't do anything about that. But because of the pandemic, I had my little group of friends that all came together pretty much because of the pandemic. They lived a floor above me in the apartment that I was staying at. So we hung out together a lot. And that was pretty much my junior and senior year, like just gone from the pandemic. But I did bust my ass and take my classes a lot over the summer so I could graduate at least a half a year early. That might not sound like a lot, but technically, if you take two six-month periods off, then you have to do an extra year. I managed to do it in four plus two months of summer. So that's great. Uh, Let's see. And then after I graduated, I stayed home and got my first job, like I was saying, at Wolven. And there I did marketing and I stayed there for pretty much a year. And then I, oh, but with the, after four months of staying there, I moved to Los Angeles in January of 20, ooh, 22, I think. Oh my God, I'm forgetting now at this point. And all was good from January to then I crashed my car, which was not that great. And then I was carless and being carless in Los Angeles is a living nightmare because you can't do anything. And I had a COVID scare at that point. So there was a moment where I was literally walking to CVS and walking the drive-through to get my COVID test, which was really funny. And then my car got fixed in March. Then April, I went to Vegas to my friend's birthday. And then May, my fucking roommate gave me COVID and I wanted to slap him so hard. 
Um, because he gave me COVID two days before my birthday and I was supposed to go home to New Jersey to celebrate. So obviously that trip got canceled. And when I get sick, I get really sick. And then so I begged him to drive me to the hospital where he pretty much just dumped me on the side of the street and I crawled inside. Weird thing about California is they have hospital beds outside of the hospital. So you're not inside. And I was just really cold. But long story short, I pretty much just died a lot. And I threw up a lot. And eventually I called my roommate and I was like, please take me back home. And he came back to get me. And I've hated him since that day. He thought I was like crying because I was watching Korean dramas. But no, I was crying because I was sad, lonely, dying and sick. So that's great. And that was probably the most pivotal moment of my life where I was like, shit, I can't do this. I have to be surrounded by at least somebody I know because this is really bad. And I thought if I had died right there, nobody literally they wouldn't have known for a good three days. They wouldn't have known. And maybe it's my fault for moving in with two stranger dudes, but it was good rent. So I don't know. But yeah, that kind of leads me to after two months of that, quit my job, went back home for two months to heal myself, then came right back to start this job. And we're kind of in the same motion now. And I'm going home again in May to celebrate my birthday. So fingers crossed this time. And (laughs) I think that leads it up to now. I don't know. Wow. Amazing. That was incredible. And what inspired you to do aid back in high school and how, Stop. <laughs> how much have you gone back to Taiwan since? What inspired me? My brother went. So my mom was like, you need more community service hours to look good. And I said, okay. And honestly, I remember my brother going and he looked like he had the time of his life. So that was like, I was really excited. Also, like back in high school, I was like, yes, any time to be away from home is the best time. So going away for a month in Taiwan was like a great idea. And since then, I went back three times in college. First time was with my family. We went to Taiwan, Singapore, and actually it was just Taiwan and Singapore. And then the next time I went back, I went to Taiwan and then I went to Hong Kong to visit my boyfriend. And then after that, I went back again to Taiwan with my family. I think that's it. I haven't gone back for a while though, like since before the pandemic. Word. Yeah. yeah. I went back this past September and I think that was the first time since eight, if I remember correctly. Oh my God. Really? So that's been a hot sack. Also, oh my gosh, I should definitely reach out to George and put him on this podcast too. <laughs> he, I don't know what he's doing. I has, I don't know if he's posted on Instagram or not, but I still follow some of those kids on Facebook. Um, it's weird seeing them partially grown up. I'm also like, you probably don't remember who I am. I barely remember your names. Yeah, but I think it's, harder for us to remember their names than they're to us <laughs> that's, so, true. You know? that's true wait hold on I have a story but don't put this on the thing 16 yeah. year old me thought that was a good idea so yeah I think we're like eight years past that now it's actually crazy to think about <laughs> no we're not eight years past that that is so bad <laughs> okay seven that is so so bad like oh my god you know, that I forgot to mention that in my pivotal life journey. That was kind of, I 
don't know if it grew me up. Remember when I went to went there and I didn't have a voice for the first week and everyone thought I sounded like a horse? Yeah, but I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be my girl because I have the same problem. <laughs> Imagine if we ended up teaching the same class. I don't even know. I Why do I feel like we did at some point? Maybe we just did a rotation. Mm-mm. No, I was with Corson and we wanted to kill each other. Remember? Oh. Yeah, we, we wanted to... He was ready to punch me and I was ready to punch him. It was, And then Steve graciously let us switch. Yeah. Imagine if Steve and Anne taught a class. It would be so peaceful. I think they would be meditating all day. <laughs> they essentially just put a loud person with a quiet person for every class. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. It worked out. Like yeah. Kendra was quiet too. So it was good that you were with her. And then yeah. I was Anne and then Steven Corson. Oh, no. Is that Stephen Corson? Yeah. Am I missing someone? Oh, yeah. And then... Ethan. Oh! And then literally, how did all three end up at Cornell together? I thought that was crazy. That was... Oh, my God. That was so weird. I was like, if I visit Cornell, I could see all you guys. And my other friend goes to Ithaca, but I never did that, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, hilarious. I visited you in Michigan. That's the only time I've been in Michigan. Probably the only time I will ever be in Michigan. Unless you go back and then see you again. Check. Fuck yeah. Happy to take cred. <laughs> and Kelly lives in San Diego. Kelly Chang. Yeah. Every time she comes to LA, she texts me, but I'm always not here or busy. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> come on. Okay. The Michigan gang is strong. We're all still bumping it all over the place. So that's awesome. No, uh, you guys seriously have the tightest relationship I've ever seen in my life. Now, post-grad. It's super tough because, you know, we don't have the same dedicated times of going home. At least in college, you always just see each other in those breaks, especially. But now, like, everyone is out and about. So it's all good. You're just all over the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm on a quest to explore currently. uh, Yeah. I mean, I still hang out. Like, I still talk to a lot of my friends from home, partially because I play video games. So a lot of times when we play video games, it's a nice form of communication. But with that, a lot of my friends have ended up being guys. So nothing I can do about that part. But, you know. Yeah, dude, (laughs) it's only been a week here and I've only made guy friends. And I'm like, yeah, this all makes sense, though, because I'm just looking for activities. And sometimes it's just so much chiller to be hanging out with a dude. But I should probably make some girlfriends here. I just I feel so secure in the girlfriends I have. that It's like I still talk to my female friends, but. If you don't, like, I spend most of my nights, like, playing video games. And then the other half of my night is Korean dramas or Chinese dramas. Yeah. And none of my friends be watching that shit. And they don't play video games. And I'm like, I still talk to you, but it's a little hard out here. I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. When you said it's hard out here, what aspects of LA do you think make it harder to meet people? Is that, like, a trade-off you're willing to compromise right now? I think it's really hard. So, moving to the West Coast... I think there's a big difference already. Like my inner East Coast is like when someone comes up to me in the grocery store, I'm like, why the fuck are you talking to me? Do you need something? Because you're like in the way of my Trader Joe's session. But people here just come up to you to talk about the most randomest shit. They're just being friendly, but just didn't grow up like that. Nobody talks to each other when they go like out shopping like that. Like everyone's like minding their own business, going through the list. And here they turn and then I immediately turn. I had the bitchiest face to look on because I'm like, who the fuck are you? And also because when I go shopping, I have my headphones on. I always have music playing because I'm alone. And I'm like, you need something? And then they're just like, oh, my bad. And then therefore I make no friends. So here, yeah. 
So in that aspect, yeah. And oh, another thing about me is that I can't drink. So I can't drink any alcohol, which is one of the saddest things in my life. Because of that, I don't get liquid courage and I don't, everyone's out here, but I can't. I try, I try, I still have a really fun time, but I, as far as talking to strangers, I'm not gonna, like my friends when they're like drunk, they'll just walk up to anyone. They'll just start like chatting, whether it's a guy or a girl or whoever. And there's like having a good time. And that is super nerve wracking to me because I'm talking to a stranger. How do I do that? How do I do that? So that's probably also why it's really hard for me to meet people. And other than that, LA is really big. So if you want to meet, hang out with someone, one of my friends lives in Santa Monica. For me to go to Santa Monica right now, it's probably going to take me 45 to an hour. So that already is really far. And a lot of people in... LA that I've met. I use Bumble FF to see if anyone's down to chill and stuff. I don't know why everyone's like a terrible driver and they're like, oh, I don't take the freeway. So I don't, I can't get anywhere. And I'm like, okay, I'm not your neighbor. So there's no way we're going to hang out. Okay, never mind. So that's also a weird blocker. I've met up with three people like that. And I'm just like, did you take the local route all the way from there to here? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is just isn't viable. It is what it is, but that's probably why it's hard to meet people here. And other than that, I work a lot, so I don't have that much time. <laughs> yeah, facts. Those factors surely make it hard, indeed. Also, I forgot how much I love your humor when you're describing stories. <laughs> I mute myself so it's easier to edit, <laughs> but I'm dying out here. That is too good. That is too good. So dating. K-drama, Chinese drama, what are your other hobbies that you enjoy doing by yourself? Are you enjoying more of this alone time that you're getting or how do you feel? Oh, yes. I love alone time. It is a little bad at this point. I just rot away by myself. And now that I live with my boyfriend, it's like, not that he's bad, but he's always there. But it's fine. It's fine. I... I heal when I play video games by myself or I watch TV. It could be hours. You won't hear or see from me for hours. And it's amazing. I feel so at peace. With that, sometimes I do feel like, I'm like, oh my God, I want to go out and I want to party all night. And it usually passes really quickly. So it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like I'm fine. And it's nice because like I said, I play video games. So I'm with people when I play. But other than those things, like, I like to, so I'm trying to get back into dancing more. I try on TikTok, keyword try. And then I also try to just do random dance things. Oh, people are coming. Oh, you don't want to share with strangers? Angel, this could be your practice, talking to strangers. You're not even talking to them at this point. Stop. (laughs) I saw the immediate paralysis. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big difference. You can can listen to me eat my pretzel. (laughs) Oh my God. I wish I could give you some of the sober courage. I probably walk up to people too much. I'm probably the bitch who you're like, why the fuck are you talking to me? I'm that girl all the time for everyone. No, you definitely are. 100% that's you. That's you. Yeah. And my brother would be like, shut the fuck up. No one wants to talk to you. And I'm like, really though? Like everyone, everyone devalues this stranger experience more than they think. Like people genuinely are happy when strangers come up smiling, but that's true. Not always the case, I guess. 
<laughs> we're gonna walk on me one day and be like times very few times if it's a friendly person coming up that you'll feel shittier after that interaction than better oh you I know? feel but I feel shitty that I just completely just but burst of their bubble of <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fair I feel like also because the eye contact play all right well, it's also like when I'm scared I look scary <laughs> so it's not it doesn't work out fair enough you can try with shop owners or the cashier that you see every time at TJ that okay so there's a doorman here bougie play but that's the easiest you just have a quick two-minute conversation there and they're sitting at their desk doing nothing like they want to talk with you so anyway all right they're gone i forgot what i was talking about so my preach oh you're alone time how much you like it Mm. oh and then party passes and then what yeah Mm. i'm trying to dance more because that's fun and then i'm also taking a lot of boxing classes because it's a really fun workout LA has like a lot of these yoga classes, aerial silk, boxing, trampoline classes. And I just recently got fast. So that's my latest adventure, dancing and boxing. It really like, I need to physically put down my phone because for my work, a lot of times they contact you at any given hour of the day. So I just need an hour to reel it back in. Like me, don't need to care about their lives and just focus on myself. And when I'm at boxing, I can't bring my phone into the room. So that's really easy. And then when I dance, I'm trying to get this shit down. So I don't really want to answer you. Yeah, I guess that's what I've been doing. A lot of my alone time. Because I go a little crazy if I don't get alone time because I'm so stressed out. I'm definitely more on the introvert side. I heal when I'm alone. Yeah. Word. I respect that. That's cool. So maybe you don't need to be in New York with friends. Or you like the option that they're there, but then choose to Mm -hmm. engage. Exactly. I like the option that they're there. And also it's like, I miss the days in college. And even when I was in high school, it's like, I could text my friend and be like, I'm bored. And they're like, I'm bored too. And I'm like, great, I'm coming over because we can be bored together instead of being bored alone. And I don't have the option here to do that. And it is nice living with my boyfriend because now I can be bored with someone. Friends are irreplaceable. And I miss so many of my friends back home. And I'm actually going home to celebrate my birthday. And I'm doing this little party thing. If you're in New York, pull through, but you're not. And I've invited people I haven't talked to in years. If we've been like friends at any given point in my life, you're invited. Just because like, it's not that I stopped talking to you because I hate you. It's I stopped talking to you because we grew up. Like I went to college, you went to college, like yada, yada. And it's going to be so weird seeing some of these people. One of these girls I'm seeing, I haven't seen her. I haven't truly talked to her since we graduated middle school we're on and off in high school like I saw her like once every like year and I haven't seen her since the pandemic started so it's been a while and she's gonna be there and I'm so excited to see her my childhood friend's gonna be there my college friends are gonna be it's also a mosh pit of all my friends I don't know how that's gonna work out for them but I'm just gonna be bouncing around from person to person asking about people's lives and I probably I'll probably cry like it'll like I It'll be so fun. I want to go to dinner and then whoever wants to go out to go clubbing or whatever can go out with me because I want to throw some ass and go hard and not drink. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Big respect. That sounds like so much fun, man. That's part of the inspiration for this podcast as well. And I really want to host a podcast party where all the guests plus their whatever plus ones can come just hang out because I feel there's so few times in our lives when we do that. When one person's individual brings together people from multiple parts of our lives like it's wedding or funeral and I'm like I don't have to wait for those two milestones whatever you want to call them to happen no. I know 
We need, we need I know. while we're alive and young. This we need whole, like an excuse. Like, we celebrate each other when you're getting married. We need an excuse to do like a gathering. Like it's always, oh, someone's birthday. Like why can't we just party for the sake of party? Yeah, exactly. Or gather. Yeah. What like, could I'm you? Like, oh my God, I have like negative three PTO for the rest of my 20 yeah. years. <laughs> Major Allison. That's me. <laughs> Would you want to see the aid squad come back together? Asamba? All eight of us? <laughs> I'd be scared. We start with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be scared. No, honestly, I think self-selectively. Here, here's my like philosophy on this. I'm always gonna open the invite and put the ball in your court. If you say yes, that's great. It's already gonna be a good time because you've chosen to be there, right? And so yeah, I would put an invite together, and if you come, you're probably down. If you don't, you're not. So like, fantastic, right? It's such an <laughs> easy filter. Like truly, it's. Yeah. Now you have me wondering, like. Where does everyone work? I'm about to go LinkedIn find out, but <laughs> okay, that's actually the sad part where you're like, I wonder where this old friend is, and you're like, All right, let me go on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. And I'm like, and when we all got into college, honestly, I was not surprised that you went to UPenn at all. That was gonna happen. You were gonna end up somewhere great, anyways. The fact that Steve, Corson, and Ethan all ended up at Cornell was a little like. And then the fact that Kaizen actually ended up in Massachusetts also had me like, and then Anne went to Syracuse and I was like, oh, but then she transferred to Boston College. I'll be honest, I have no idea where Kendra went. Kendra um, fell off the earth day after. You know, like the day after we were crying, texting, and Kendra gone. <laughs> like, where did she go? She was gone so fast. But I still follow her on everything and she still like travels and stuff, so... <laughs> I don't know. There was that one time we met up in New York. It was very weird. Oh, you too. No. Me, Steve, Ethan, and Anne. We oh. met up in New York. I feel like I remember rumblings about that. That's funny. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was good. It was a little weird, but it was fun seeing everyone again. You could have made it. Would have been a lot better. Hey, Sadenba. I would do it, man. That was a really fun time. Moments like that in our lives, friends like that, I am like, we're going to have so many more of that along the way in the 20s, 30s, theoretically. Will we? Yeah. Will we be thrown into not a mosh pit of Asian like people that, in a foreign right? country? No, that's <laughs> that, but I feel in a way where you just have this bond and then you don't need to be pen pals on a yearly basis. You can still hit yeah. and value that type of friendship. I think, especially now with you also, long distance friendship. I feel like pretty much all my friendships are always on distance because I'm always moving. Same. But I feel like it is here in a way. They're clearly not. It doesn't feel as maybe alone. It's just the night hours get to me when I'm like, oh, I have this mansion and there's no one here. Like, Why did they get you a mansion though? No, it's not really a mansion. I'm dramatizing it, but it is big. I'll send you a video. Um, but Is it no just you? It's just me here. Yeah. <laughs> really good no I feel you on the uh, long distance friendship things I'll pretty much all my friends are also long distance and at this point it's just like making it work because yeah because what happened was that my friends are long distance in New York but obviously I'm not hanging out with them one-on-one while I'm there so it feels I'm not as close as with them anymore because I'm not physically there but I try and then with here it's like I vibe with people, but I wouldn't say any of my friends, like, come anywhere near, like, my East Coast friends, to be honest. But it's a little hard to compare it because that's, like, five years versus one and a half. So, yeah. 
there's that. And now I feel I'm like losing a bit of my East Coast friends just because I'm not physically there. And like here, my friends aren't as close with me. So I'm stuck in this middle where I'm like, great. This is wonderful. Yeah. I feel my take is that a lot of these things are just phases. And a lot of us have the choice to be able to design Mm -hmm. things, which I think is really cool. I don't have a single friend where I'm like worried about their socioeconomic factor Mm -hmm. to them finding what they want to do. And I feel like that is insane. Because what is the average American doing? I don't know. Probably having kids and living in debt. (laughs) Escalation. Oh my God. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. It's cool that a lot of us are doing super well in that sense. But then because of that independence in space, it can be difficult, right? But yeah, I'd say moving to LA was the biggest thing I've ever done my entire life. And it's already, it's taught me like tenfold. Like I remember back in high school, I was like, oh man, my mom is like all over on top of me. She's like controlling me, blah, blah, blah. And nowadays I call my mom like every other day. Like I... And I've heard older people say this, but I was like, no, that's so dumb. Who would ever do that? Like, why? I want to be an adult. Like, blah, blah. Now I'm an adult. And I'm like, no. Because like, I'm like going through struggles in life. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to call my mom because she'll listen. She'll listen to me and give me good advice and tell me shit. If I tell my friends, it's like, they're also going through their shit. So I don't want to bother them with mine. And it's, it's annoying. It is annoying to be complaining like every single day about something. And that's why I call my mom. She's got nothing to say about it other than it's okay. Come home. (laughs) I'll feed you. Fair enough. Yeah. And my brothers, I call my brother, but we're not like super, super close. He's always away because he's in the Navy. But when he comes back, I do pop in like, I'm like, hi. I'm like, how are you doing? Are you alive? And my brother recently has gotten into like real estate. So I think he just got his license a few months ago. And if you're in the Virginia, South Carolina-esque area, hit him up. He really, I, he seems like he has a really big passion for it. And I'm gonna be honest, my brother has switched passions like left and right my entire life. And this one has actually stuck for a while. So I'm like, damn, he's into it. And he's like growing his little social media page. It's really funny because like he never used social media. Like he deleted it at some point and he was like, great, I'm gonna get back to real estate. And now he's like active. He posts more than me. And I'm like, whenever he posts, I'm just like, guh, what is this? This is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because he goes on like Canva and picks like the weirdest template. Because like he's, I'm 23. So he's 25. He's not that old. He's married, like military things. But he's like probably 32. And he picks the ugliest things. And I'm just like, what is this? The other day he like posted an IG reel. And I was like, why do you look like you want to kill someone in this video? No, please smile. Come on. Like you're putting it out in the public. Please just smile. And he was like laughing. And I was just like, no, it's really not that funny. So you're laughing now. Why didn't you laugh in the video? I'm glad my brother's doing well. And I wish he did live a little closer, but maybe one day. We'll see. <laughs> he needs a marketing influencer. He should pay you a he cut. Met, he, he wants me to help him design stuff for social media. But I'm just like, I have my main job and then I have a side job. And right now I have another part-time side job. So I was like, I don't have time. Unless you're paying me. I don't have time. God damn. What are your other jobs? Why are you working so much? Because I want money. My my first job was at the talent management. And then my part-time job on the side, I do social media for this educational nonprofit. 
And then my third, more like contracty short term is drawing a children's book for my mom's friend. It's almost done. Thank God. And (laughs) I would like to get my nights back. And once that's done, I'll feel so relieved. And it's going to be really cool, like putting it out there and seeing it printed. My three jobs. That's a lot going on. Also, I didn't know you drew and enjoyed it. Oh, I was a graphic design major in college. I can draw on, I draw on the iPad. Now, not as much, but it's like a children's book. So it's like pretty like simple shapes and stuff. So not that bad. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Maybe a quick lightning round. Oh my God, I'm scared. Wait, it's almost coming. <laughs> Do you feel it's like pre- you can talk in the presence of other people around you? I also want to save you in your editing and no yeah that's exactly why yeah yeah i don't know these people live in my building like i could see them again and then they would know something that they could talk to you about i'm good <laughs> oh also, all right i'm ready okay let's do it what is one thing you wish everyone knew i wish everyone would follow me on tiktok it's angexla word what are three things that you can't live without besides the necessities? Does my phone count as a necessity? Yeah, honestly, in today's modern world, you can get your phone. I count that as a necessity. Okay, okay. Doritos? Like an app or something on your phone. Oh, okay. Doritos? My car? Is that a necessity? No, you have to say your car. I'm go. So Doritos, my car, and... I can't live without my skincare routine that I cannot live without word holy shit the Doritos game I forgot about that oh that is still going so strong you have no idea dude you gotta be an ambassador for them at this point I would love to they don't really have ambassadors though but I keep sharing their posts because they're so funny and cute yeah you could be the first all right any content recommendations what have you even been watching this is a really hard one. You got me stumped. On TikTok, I like to see people dance, obviously. And my entire feed right now is mostly Korean people dancing, to be honest. On YouTube, I like watching your mom, Ashley. She's like a New York blogger with her boyfriend, Kelly Wakasa. They always get me really excited to continue like, doing life. And I don't know. They're a really cool couple in New York blogging a lot. Movies? I don't have any right now. I don't think... I keep re-watching the Marvel series, but that's, like, about it. But, yeah, I think that's the best answer I can give you. Incredible. Yay! Anything else you want to share with the world for today? I'm so happy that Shannon texted me after a very long time to invite me onto her podcast. Also, I listened to the intro of the whole podcast in the first episode, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so cute. And the name literally lost it. So like it makes so much sense and it's so funny and it's also so you like (laughs) I was like this is incredible like what like I would never have thought about that and because I was actually in the office the other day I was listening actually in the office and my friend was like what are you doing or my coworker and I was like "Um, this is my friend's podcast and she wants me to be on it and she was like what's it called and I was like it's called dogs out she was like like the toes and I was like yeah like the toes because she got like foot surgery and she was, and it's like her dogs, like her friends. And she was like, that's so cute. So it's well received. I'll tell you that. Hell fucking yeah. That was my high, like I was on a ski trip, but I couldn't ski because I got my foot surgery. So I was just eating edibles all day. And that 
<laughs> and one moment I was like, that has to be the fucking name. It just hit. I forget. Maybe it was a group came up with it as well. But yeah, when I found it, I was like, this feels incredibly right. Uh, the episode zero cover art was going to be the entire podcast cover art. And that was not well received. It changed some things. New you know, feedback is great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm sure you're disgusted by the graphic though. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna be. Mm? <laughs> it was very you. I'll say that. I was like, oh, okay. But also, I don't know how else to not disgustingly put. <laughs> I'm not. I don't like feet. Okay, good. So the episode zero cover art would have been chalked by you as well. So yeah, I'm glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> how did you even come up with the podcast idea? Like why? Like just you were bored. Yeah, I was just going mental recovery and. I feel like I'm always, I'm in a super just like questioning mood recently because I'm always new to it. I, I just I want to know people. I want to know the areas. And I was like, a lot of these conversations I would have with my friends normally, but then I realized mm-hmm. like they're not usual, normal conversations necessarily. They're normal to me because I feel like I skip a lot of the small talk, whatever that means. And like, I want to know because I don't see friends often. I want to know how their experience has been, what they've been thinking about. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, well, let me just record these calls because a lot of other friends are curious about each other, but we don't all have time to pop on a designated call with each other. So it's like high school friends get to listen to other high school friends. It's just a way to catch up almost in a way. So yeah. I a couple, see how it went. And then I was like, I'm really enjoying this. So continuing, but yeah, I want to get like more variety on this podcast as well in terms of age diversity. I want to get like a couple on there or something together at the same time or reruns yeah. in a couple years. So we'll see. Would you ever do like multiple people at the same time? I feel like yeah. that's fun. Yeah. And so two of my high school friends are actually married and I'm like, dude, you guys need to call on this together. That's so cute. The guy is so opposed and I can't convince him. So what? Whatever. He doesn't even have to like do much. Just be on it and speak like three times. I know. But we'll see. Like, she can I- carry it. Oh, I know. I ask too much of them because they're always no. They're like the married friend, and I'm like, come on, do that. That's what makes it interesting. Ah. I'm like, that would be actually that would be really cute just to see yeah. their growth. And a lot of people know them. Like we all literally went to high school with them. Are you gonna like, interview people that you weren't friends with? Yeah. I, so I, I was beefing hard with this one New Jersey housemate and I'm like I want to put you on this podcast and understand what you were thinking and then I was like all right maybe that's a little aggressive do I really want to be doing it that type of way so you're gonna listen back onto that recording and be like shit it's just us arguing the entire time yeah so far I haven't gone that route but I I reached out to a couple of high school teachers, college professor, Airbnb. Mm. There's some like work mentors. So they're not friends in that sense of like you and me. Mm. They're people I look up to admire. So I think I'm going to try to keep it positive. All positive people who I view as positive influence in my life. That's, wait, that's so cute. I can't imagine my professor doing this, but I feel like that'd be so cool. I hope the rest of our little aid squad comes through and are all at some point. And that's a wrap for now. Angela Lynn, everyone. See you on the next episode of Who Let the Dogs Out, a podcast where I chat life with cool people doing awesome things. Cheers.